Central. This is Tech Radio. All things computers, gadgets and web happening right now in Ireland. Hear us anytime on iTunes or download from techcentral.ie. How are you doing and welcome to Tech Radio, the number one Irish tech podcast bringing you the latest in tech from around Ireland and across the world. As always, you can hear Tech Radio on air with RTE Friday evenings or anytime you like with our pod favourite podcasting apps from Apple, Google or Spotify. We also keep you bang up to date daily on all things tech with hourly updates and daily newsletters, which you can grab for free at techcentral.ie. My name is Dusty Rhodes. This is episode 830. And joining me, as always, is our Tech Central Editor-in-Chief, Niall Kitson. 835, Niall. Maybe we should start thinking about the party for episode 1000. Oh, my goodness. What would we do for episode 1000? Will we even be alive? We'll have all succumbed to COVID by the time episode 1000. We'll be talking to ourselves and the cockroaches and my mother. (laughs) The hardiest creators alive. Oh, man, is she hardy, I'll tell you. (laughs) So listen, uh, let's get on with uh, what's happening in the news. And starting with COVID, I've got to tell you, a new feature coming to Google Maps. Yeah, go on, you are all over this. Google Maps are now going to do a new overlay. So you know where you can do an overlay where you can see the traffic? You can do an overlay where you can see the the satellite view or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're now going to give us a new overlay where you can see the amount of COVID cases per 100,000 on a county by county basis. Do you know, on one level, that is super useful and I would be all over that. Do you know, on the other level, there will be an awful lot of nimbyism kicking in over this. <laughs> now, for those who don't understand nimbyism, like me, what does that mean? Right, not in my backyard. <laughs> so we will get to see, oh, look at that crowd over there. They can't handle themselves at all with their COVID all over the place. We're doing okay over here. Goodness, goodness, goodness. Do you want to lock somewhere down? Go over there. Stop. The one thing I don't like about the numbers and and the way they're doing them is that it's it's all numbers. It's like hard numbers. X Mm -hmm. amount of people in hospital, X amount of people this, X amount of people tested, da, 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 da. Uh, And and it sounds, it always sounds enormous, but they don't do it on a percentage basis. Yeah. So it's kind of like Madrid was locked down because it was uh, the rate had gone over a thousand. And that sounds like, oh, my God, over a thousand. That's terrible. That's still one percent of the population. Yeah. Well, well, do you know, according to the app, do you know what our current infection rate is? Oh, I've no idea. It's it's changing all the time. And as I say, I don't I'm not I've stopped paying attention. As of this morning, it's two point two percent. There you go. go. Do it that what you will. Essentially, you have a 98% chance of not getting it. Well, look at it that way. <laughs> that, that, well, I always try to look at life positively. Anyway, Google Maps are going to be bringing that in. Now, as far as I know, it's only going to work on uh, on mobile phones. I don't think it's going to work on uh, on the full web application. But anyway, right. we'll wait and see. The, uh, the other thing that's kind of caught our attention this week is the S20. Uh, it's probably caught your attention more than me because you're the Samsung guy. But let's it's it's not the S20 as, you know, pure version. No, it's, 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 it's the, the fan edition. It's the S20 FE. Yeah, the fan edition. You're a fan, Dusty. What do you reckon? Well, this is what I don't get. All right. Because as you say, I'm a fan. All right. So if I'm going to buy a Samsung phone, I'm going to buy the best damn phone that they have. Or the cheapest. No, the best. All right. 
because that's what fans do. We invest in whatever it is that, that we're into. So mm. if I was a, a Samsung fan, and I am a Samsung fan, when I'm going to buy a phone, now I haven't got the S20 yet. Um, maybe I'm waiting for the S22, whatever. Um, I will get the, the full edition. I wouldn't get the cut-down, mid-market, slightly cheaper version. Okay. And the reason I wouldn't is because I'm a fan. I want to have the real thing. I want to be able to say to people, look, stick that in your face. <laughs> yeah. Because that's, that's what fans do. I agree with your mentality. And it's one that Apple is very, very good at. But Samsung mm. are actually taking a leaf out of the Apple playbook. Because you remember the iPhone C or the iPhone 5C? Yeah, I, like I never liked it. Yeah, plasticky version, and yeah. then there's the the iPhone SE, which was basically iPhone four with a few, a few some better gubbins inside. Mm. Um, you know, these were cut rate models that there was nothing nothing wrong with them. They were just you know maybe a generation behind in technology or or mm. looked slightly different or whatever. And mm. these were the good entry level devices. You put SE at the end of something with Apple, it's it's you know it's it's. Uh, it's an entry level device and it's fine. It's going to be a little bit cheaper. It's not going to be as good. But if you want to buy Apple, you want to buy into the whole Apple thing for the first time. Yeah. These are these are the things for you. Now, yeah. unfortunately, and this is where I think Samsung have gone wrong. It's it's in the branding. It's in the pitching, right? Because this thing is meant to be in competition with the SE, with the um, uh, Pixel 4a. Um, this is sort of sitting in that sort of mid-tier uh, of the market, right? So mm. you're going shopping for a mobile phone. You decide you want a Samsung, right? And maybe you're shopping for someone else, right? Like a, a parent or someone like that. Okay, you can get the low end one. That's that's all they need. Um, you yourself, you want you want the high end. Um, then something comes along and it calls itself the fan edition and it sits in the mid-market. What kind of fan wants to sit in the mid-market? But th- that's exactly my point. Exactly your point. So why would you call it the fan edition? I'm living in an alternate universe now where you and I agree. Wow. Yeah. Wow. This this feels weird. <laughs> <laughs> so the fan edition has got the same processor, but half of the RAM, mm-hmm. uh, lower resolution display. Mm-hmm. I'm not too bothered about that. It's still OLED, so it's good. Uh, camera's not as good as, as the full version. Cheaper materials, it's got that kind of plastic back. Mm, no, I, I, I wouldn't buy it. I, I just, the fan edition, I think I, my only issue with the phone is that they call it the fan edition. I just think it's strange. I don't really care, but I just think it's strange. And the other thing that I think is strange is, as you say, well, you know, when Apple bring out their phone and then they've got the mid-market version, they announce them all together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's the deal with like, here's our S20, it's amazing. And then like over six months later, there's the fan editions for cheaper. Yeah, it makes no yeah. sense. Makes no sense. Like, you know, so I'm not, uh, I'm not entirely sure. But however, it is uh, going to be available on sale. Uh, there's also going to be a 5G version of it. So I was looking at uh, Carphone Warehouse. Uh, they'll do it for about 600 quid if you're doing uh, prepay. Um, but you can get it for, I think, like 400 quid if you're going to do like a deal with one of the, uh, the mobile um, telco operators. Mm. Uh, and then I think it's an extra hundred quid for the five G, which do you know what I still I'm, I'm not I'm not going to invest in five G just yet. Yeah, well, I just don't think it's it's out there just yet. I, it needs another year or something to develop. Yeah, and as we say, it comes down to what do you want to do. Is there, is there anything on your well, phone that you'd be like, God, I I wish I had an extra few gigs of 
bandwidth on that, you know? No. It, it hasn't happened yet. No, 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 absolutely nothing. Like, you know, so uh, anyways. So listen, that's uh, that's 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 one to watch out for. The other thing, now we are recording the uh, podcast because obviously we recorded on Thursday. Uh, the podcast goes out first thing on Friday morning, which means that last night, two nights, it depends on what time zone you're in. <laughs> <laughs> Amazon Thursday evening have got the uh, hardware event. Uh, we're expecting them to announce uh, new Echo speakers, which I'm a little bit excited about. Uh, new Fire TV, which yeah, we wait and see what happens. And goodness knows what else. Um, the whole thing now not is not streamed on YouTube, so I'm not going to be able to watch it. But I believe it's media invite only, so I take it you're definitely going to be uh, uh, keeping an eye on it. Uh, we'll have details for us tomorrow. Yeah. Yes, I will certainly be keeping an eye. Yeah. Okay, excellent. Okay, details on techcentral.ie if you want the latest on that. Let's get back to toys. And toys. I know what you I know what you want on your Christmas list. Uh you, actually you do. For once. PlayStation 5, baby. PlayStation 5. And you know, and uh, I think the pre-orders uh, have actually started on it. Um, the release date is the 19th of November. So Microsoft have actually stolen a march on Sony by about a week. Uh, on this. And I actually think Sony for once are playing catch up with the PlayStation 5 over the uh, Xbox Series X and Series S. So there's a couple of things that they're doing that are the same. So they both have a physical edition and a digital only edition and there's about hundred euro in the difference. So that's, that's fine. Uh, and uh, here's the kicker, right? Microsoft through their all access thing, and we did, we discussed this. It's it's like you can pay off your, the cost of your console over twenty four months as part mm. of your subscription. I think it's a f- fantastic idea, brilliant. Mm-hmm. Go for it. It's exactly how you pay for your mobile phone. You just stick with the service, and you know you. And your mobile phone is way more expensive. Well, can be, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so you just chip it away, chip away at it every month. I think that's that's a great way to do it. Um, but Sony doesn't have a comparable service. So uh, the head of Sony Interactive Entertainment, I think his name is Jim Ryan, was asked, uh, okay, what, what are you going to do? Like, I mean, you know, Microsoft have done this and it's quite innovative. Uh, and, you know, specs wise, your, your consoles are, you know, they're thereabouts, pretty much the same. Uh, it, it always comes down to the, to the titles. So what are you going to do to counter this? Um, to which he said, well, do, do you know what? Retailers are pretty good at this. And that was it. That was that's pretty much it. <laughs> He's like, yeah, yeah, let the retailers handle it. Basically, was his argument. I think the uh, I think the subscription uh, way of doing that for paying for the hardware, as you say, just like a mobile phone, is absolutely brilliant. What is the subscription anyway? If you were if you were availing of that, do you know? Yeah, I think it's oh goodness, I, th- I think it's like thirty four. Euro for three months. I Get think. out of town. Yeah. But 34 years? Over three years? Over three months. So you buy passes for different, different lengths of time, you know? Okay. So, um, yeah, like it's and, not insignificant, but it's, you know, it's still, and you don't, you, you don't end up paying like the sticker price. Like there's a little bit of interest on top of that, but. A little bit of interest. Who, who's going to notice? <laughs> you want to get out of the calculator there, kid. <laughs> I, I think there is, I think there, it, it works out at being like an extra hundred euro. 
Yeah. By the time you paid it off. On a 400 euro piece of kit, that's like a 25%. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's true. That is true. But you don't care because you won that PlayStation 5. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. And I believe Mrs. Nile may uh, hopefully have plans because she, if she if she doesn't deliver on Christmas Day, <laughs> it's not going to be pleasant. <laughs> PlayStation Five, okay, so it's out on the nineteenth uh, of November. Pre-ordering now. Now, a couple of the the game stores are taking pre-orders, uh, but they are saying that they may not necessarily have the thing in on the day of launch. Well, that's pretty typical, isn't it? Mm, well, they're just getting, kind of covering the rear end on that. Mm, so yeah, just, just yeah. Be, anyway, I reckon the earlier that you actually order, uh, the better the chance of you actually having it on the day. So absolutely, we'll, we'll wait and see. Uh, also on the nineteenth of November, uh, we've got uh, another major event, which is moving from reality into um, into virtual territory, and that's SciFest. SciFest, yeah, or organised by. Uh, SFI, our good friends. Um, yeah. And yeah, usually uh, a regional event that culminates a, in a national final, uh, a big, big day out for everybody. Of course, it's it's had to go virtual this, this year, but the main mm. thing is that it's still happening. Uh, yes. I think it's a great testament to the entrance, the students and the teachers that are helping them along in their journeys to uh, to stick with their projects and to, and to continue to display an interest in science. So I think. Absolutely. So fair play to talks, presentations, and uh, you'll be able to view the finalist projects as well. I'm actually looking forward to that to just to see how they do it. Do you know, I, I go to college shows every year as uh, and the mm. Young Scientists, of course, and mm. just the quality of things that you see, you're like, wow. Do you know what? But it's, you- our, it's our favourite show. And, and do you know what? We're blessed doing this show because most people after the Christmas break and you're going in in January and it's grey and it's dull and it's cold and there's nothing new happening and all the excitement is finished. But for you and I, uh, we've got the Young Scientist Exhibition and you go down to the RDS and you talk to these kids and what they come up with is just like, how old are you again? Yeah. <laughs> it's mind blowing. Yeah, it's scary. And the winner of SciFest last year was actually a project that dealt with um, plastic. Uh, plastic in the oceans. Which ah, is, right. Okay. All right. Know. Well, we'll see what this year uh, uh, throws up. Uh, speaking of virtual events, uh, Mobile World Conference uh, due, was due to happen last February or March. And normally it happens in February or March in Barcelona. And of mm. course, we always watch out for that for new phones and we do. presentations, stuff like that. That's been pushed back now uh, by three months to June next year. June and, next year. Yeah. Mm. But my money is on that also will go virtual. Mm. We, we, we wait and see. Just a little mm. side note. Uh, also, do you remember I was talking to you last week about uh, IFTTT? If yes. this, then that. All right. Yes. Great little app. Okay. So you can kind of go, um, when I leave the office, uh, turn on the slow cooker at home and start cooking my dinner. Or you can say, uh, if the temperature dips below four degrees, turn on the heating. Or you can say, as one I have for my little uh, pluggies uh, thingies here, is uh, at the whatever the official time is for for dusk, turn on the lights. Mm. That kind of stuff. Anyways, a very helpful little app. Uh, You can set it up to do lots of little, little things. They've decided now to move from being a free app to charging for it. Mm. And they did it in a sneaky way. This is what I was saying to you last week. They kind of went, yeah, no, the app is free, but we're introducing a pro version. And the pro version will do this, this, and this, and it all sounds fantastic. And the pro version will be 9 
a month. A month. Every month Come for on. the rest of your life. I was yeah. like, oh, I don't like that. I think I'll stick with the free version. No problem. You can run up to three things on the free version. What? Huh? Hang on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so then, you know, kind of the, this, this has obviously caused consternation in the uh, uh, IFTTT world. All right. Because now they're saying that there was a, a lot of confusion. Confusion, right? eh? Confusion. They said, uh, okay, so it's going to be it's going to be nine ninety nine, but if you sign up before this date, uh, you can have it for whatever price you nominate for a year. Mm-hmm. After which it'll be nine ninety nine per month. Okay. Right now, the, another email arrived in my inbox this morning, and I went, "No, there's still loads of confusion about this. <laughs> it's it's like you set your price, and whatever price you set, it'll be that price forever." <laughs> oh, for God's sake! So all I can say is, like you know, kind of they are facing a serious backlash. Yeah, serious backlash, and at least they're doing something about it. But it's just unfortunate that in this day and age, you know, at, at people at that level, because I mean, it's a worldwide, globally known app. Mm. They would have been a bit clever. Uh, somebody it, in marketing you know? got fired over that. Well, uh, possibly, yeah, true enough. Um, anyway, so the, 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 that that little thing um, uh, amused me. The other thing I was going to tell you about, just kind of in podcasting in general, uh, but it's to do with Amazon. Uh, Amazon have now officially including podcasts as part of their uh, Amazon Music package. Ah. So it's kind of like years ago. Do you remember when um, Apple first started including podcasting in iTunes? Yeah. It was like a massive step forward. Well, now Amazon are doing the same by officially, because we've had an email into the show asking us to include it on, the, on, on Amazon, which we've done. Mm. Uh, and it just makes it much, much easier that people can say to your one whose name shall not be uh, named, mm. um, uh, just the name of the show and play this. And it's, and it's really easy. And the reason I'm excited about this is because so many people have got one in their house now. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's turning into the new radio because, do you know, the radio used to sit in the corner of a kitchen or a bedroom or wherever. Mm-hmm. Now there's an Amazon <clears throat> in there. Yeah. yeah. All right. And you're doing the same thing instead of like, you know, turning it on and pressing the button for 98 FM or 2 FM or whatever it happens to be. You're just saying play, you know, Cajun music <laughs> or whatever you're into. Mm. Um, but with the uh, the launch of uh, podcasting as part of the app, it'll make it so much easier for uh, for podcasts to get out there. And I think LibSync, who hosts about 70,000 various podcasts, they said in the last two weeks since it launched, and it's only launched in four countries so far, uh, they said they've it's outperformed the majority of other podcast apps. Wow. And that's simply because it's so easy to just talk to the darn thing, say, play this, and it plays. And it's playing it in an environment where you're ready to listen. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm all excited about that. Well, I'm, I'm excited by that as well. It means we get to, <laughs> to reach a whole bunch of new listeners. Exactly. Listen, last uh, story of the week. Uh, over to you for the latest on TikTok. Oh, for God's sake. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. The, the deal that is and isn't happening at the same... This is, mm. this is the, the Schrodinger's cat of, aqua, of deals, right? What is, is Schrodinger's cat? Okay, right. It's ba- it's a it's a thought experiment. Basically, you have a box and you have cash. If the box is closed, is the cat dead or alive? You can't verify which state they they're in. They do this on eight out of ten cats, or it does countdown. Yeah. Okay. Where they get two of the characters and they go, "There's a carrot in the box, mm-hmm. or is there?" 
Yep. <laughs> and one of them has to outbluff the other to see to see you win. So same thing. Okay, so this is what TikTok is. It's just a massive game of bluff. Uh, pretty much, yeah. Because we we know what the what the history is at this stage. The Trump administration said, "Okay, TikTok, you're Chinese. You're a massive security risk. We're going to ban you unless you, you can find a, a U.S. buyer." Uh, mm. Microsoft expressed interest. Walmart uh, expressed interest. Oracle expressed interest. Oracle being a, a big Trump backer, or rather, the CEO of Oracle being a, a Trump backer. Important to differentiate between the two. <laughs> um, so uh, Trump apparently gave his blessing to a deal involving Oracle, um, uh, Oracle Walmart and mm. uh, ByteDance, which is the parent company of uh, TikTok. Uh, on the on the the original deal was okay. It'll be TikTok US. Um, they'll still be able to use the Oracle backend that they were using already. Um, ByteDance will have a majority shake um, share in the company, but you know. Uh, Oracle will be on board as what was nebulously referred to as a technology partner. Um, mm. And Walmart would be there as well because Walmart wants to be down with the kids. Uh, now, uh, also as part of the deal, according to the Trump administration, was that there would be a $5 billion donation to uh, a fund for kids for patriotic education. Mm. Do it. Do with that term what you will. Okay, um, yeah, basically that's, that's just going into the American uh, government pocket. Boom. Uh, well, no, there's there's also some problems with the Trump administration and the 1618, 1619 project, which is an account of American history through the eyes of slavery being done by the New York Times, uh, which is not sitting well with the Trump base, apparently. So uh, Trump is, he wants to sort of change the left-leaning um education system towards one that is more patriotic. That's his. That's okay. His right. So this, this deal apparently was going to contribute five, $5 billion to it. Uh, yeah. During the week, Trump said, uh, uh, what, why, what do you mean Walmart and Oracle aren't getting a majority share? Uh, what, what, do you, why, what do you mean I'm not getting my $5 billion? To which China said, we, we, well, to which ByteDance said, we, were, we never said anything about $5 billion. Where did you get that from? Ah. All right. Okay. <laughs> so now we're on the verge uh, of uh, TikTok being pulled from Apple and Google App Stores, uh, and and the deal being completely in limbo. the The current mm. version is the Trump administration is saying, no, 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 American companies majority share or bust. And you you've got well, what two days to sort it out. But now, okay, well, if it's majority share, then why is this even an issue? Because the last deal, the way I saw that it was set up, was that Walmart and Oracle will own 20% of the company. 20%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And ByteDance will continue to own the, the other 80. Yep. Uh, but this mm. is not good. The administration, I think, would be quite happy with a reversal of that situation. All right. Well, I think you're, yeah. All right. Okay. It sounds like the carrot in the box. So you're right. It's mm-hmm. a game of bluff. It's a game of bluff. It's a game of bluff. And it's just, I think it's more Trump just kind of saying to the Chinese, here's what I can do to mess with you rather than actually doing anything, as it were. That's, yeah. That, that's, that's my take. Uh, we're, we're not exactly uh, the technical or, or legal correspondence or international correspondence for the RT News at Sharon. However, <laughs> 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 however. Listen, that is it for the news this week. And Niall, thanks for keeping us up to date, as always. <laughs> This is Tech Central, your weekly tech podcast from Ireland's techcentral.ie. The COVID-19 pandemic has changed the way we work and the way we manage our health, but it has also come with a whole new range of problems, not least for charities and small business. 
Rethink Ireland is a social enterprise devoted to delivering the kind of change that benefits everyone. Mal Kitson sat down with their CEO, Deirdre Mortel, to talk about its Innovate Together Fund and the role that technology is playing in navigating our way through the pandemic. So Deirdre, we're quite familiar with the idea of tech for good at this stage, but tell us a little bit about Rethink Ireland. Rethink Ireland is um, a five-year-old organisation that was created by government to um, to stimulate philanthropy and to find and back the best social innovations in Ireland. Um, and we were called Social Innovation Fund Ireland until a couple of months ago and we na- changed our name to Rethink Ireland. So I guess that's that's quite a, a pertinent rebranding, really, because we're we're kind of having to rethink everything during the pandemic, and uh, especially the charity sector have really been hit hard and are, are having to almost sort of reinvent themselves. That's right. Um, I mean, we we need to rethink Ireland for a number of reasons. Uh, first of all, because emerging from COVID nineteen, we need to find ways to tackle the um, inequality gaps that have, uh, in the history of all pandemics, pandemics have expanded inequalities that already existed, and we're seeing that now again. But also, I mean, you know, even in our most recent election, we know that uh, climate change and climate justice is a, ma- is a massive issue, and we need to work towards a just transition. So it's an important time to rethink Ireland in lots of different ways. Certainly charities um, and uh, voluntary organisations have been devastated, along with the SMA sector as a whole, uh, through COVID-19. Um, as we know, uh, you know, most charities operate services that are face-to-face, um, and most of those were suspended. Um, and that is particularly devastating for the groups they work with, whether they're young people and youth groups or whether they're vulnerable groups attending for services. So services got suspended and also fundraising uh, to a large extent got suspended as well. So um, it's been a devastating time. Which I suppose is where the uh, Innovate Together Fund came from. So tell us a little bit about where the fund came from and who's backing it. Yes, the Innovate Together Fund um, is a fund um, operated by Rethink Ireland uh, in conjunction with the Department of Rural and Community Development um, with funds provided from the Dormant Accounts Funds and also from Philanthropy. Um, So at the moment we have a total of 5.6 million euro um, that we can uh, use to support um, applicants that have developed um, an innovation that tackles a critical social issue during COVID-19 that we actually think, do you know what, that's just not COVID-19, that's forever. This is actually better than what we had before and we need to keep it. Um, So the department created essentially a bailout fund for the voluntary sector and they uh, committed 11% of the total funds uh, to an innovation fund called Innovate Together and we've raised 600,000 in philanthropy uh, to add to that and we're continuing to seek further funds. Um, So uh, round one, of the awardees have been selected and announced and there are some really interesting innovations in there, uh, both tech-driven and not around the country. So there, in looking at some of the applicants for the funds, there's there's quite a few familiar names there already that we're, we're not seeing, we're not necessarily seeing uh, a groundswell of entirely new ideas uh, coming around, although there are plenty of those as well. So it's quite interesting t- to see, again, those sort of familiar faces that are struggling that we wouldn't have expected to. 
No, and I mean, the applicants to Innovate Together, I mean, we had uh, <clears throat> the first round, we had 3 million euro to allocate and we had 27 million euro worth of applications in the door. So that gives you a feeling that, you know what, social innovation is alive and well at the grassroots in Ireland. Um, and we've had applications from what you might consider traditional charities that have developed innovations and also from organisations that you and I might have never heard of. So everything from the National Maternity Hospital uh, through to um, Babalobi. Have you ever heard of Babalobi? Yeah, I haven't. No. So t- tell us a little bit about them. Yeah, well, neither had I. <laughs> um, so Abalobi um, is a project that's been developed by the Irish Islands Marine Resource Organization, um, a group of fishermen and women uh, on the islands in Ireland who've come together. Uh, and what happened to them during COVID-19 was that they couldn't land their catch and get it to customers. So their livelihoods were just wiped out. Um, and so they said, okay, can't just sit back and accept this. What are we going to do about it? Um, and so they have uh, formed a co-op um, and they have found a model called Abalobi that's been created in South Africa, which is an app that allows them to put their catch, uh, including all the sustainability and traceability uh, information that a customer might want to know up and to connect with customers, whether it's chefs or restaurants or other customers on the mainland, to let them know this is what we have and it's available for purchase. Um, and so we think that is an amazingly simple development. Um, it's been developed in South Africa. Um, it's, it's being used in the Comoros Islands and a number of other places around the world, and it's now coming to the Irish islands, uh, starting with Aaron Moore and Donegal. So do you think part of this vacuum that has happened in fundraising is that people are actively going out and looking for novel solutions that are working elsewhere around the world in in perhaps a a speed at which normally mightn't have happened otherwise? Um, I think think there's two different types of innovations going on. One is innovations around meeting the actual need or the problems that have arisen um, in Uh, in COVID-19 and the other is in relation to fundraising and the innovations are quite different actually. Um, Now what I should say is in in Innovate Together we haven't really supported innovations in fundraising but we are beginning to see them online whether it's crowdfunding or whatever else it is. Um, We've been focused on who are the vulnerable groups um, who have essentially lost touch with uh, their service providers in one way or another and how can innovation help them. So maybe just to give you a totally different flavour, um, we have spunout.ie. Uh, anybody who's a young person listening to this, uh, 16 to 25, or parents of a 16 to 25 year old probably already know about spunout.ie. And if you don't, you should check it out. Um, but spunout.ie is essentially an information portal for young people about anything they need to know about anything relevant to their lives. And they get a huge amount of inquiries in relation to mental health. Um, and so we're supporting a project which is essentially a dynamic signposting tool using a sort of, a, you know, a, a basic AI model um, in the form of chatbots as an interface. So if, you're, if you are typing in your questions, which are broadly in the space around anxiety or mental health, you may not know that that's what your issue is. So you might not be using the right language, but the chatbot can recognize from the words that you're using. Um, what, where should they be directing you in relation to a source for help? So it's a little bit like sometimes if we don't know a service exists or if we don't know what, what our problem is, we can't actually look for it. 
we don't even know either what the question or what the answer is. But chatbots can spot from your use of language and words where to direct you to in a way to be helpful around youth mental health issues. So that's another example of where this 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 uh, did not exist, but uh, has now been created during COVID nineteen. And actually, we need this forever, not just for now. There's also the challenge of maintaining one's physical health uh, as well. So what have you seen in that area? Yeah, so um, the National Maternity Hospital um, have uh, created a fantastic um, virtual reality tour of the National Maternity Hospital, and it's particularly designed for parents of premature babies. So obviously, if you're a parent of a premature baby, that's an extremely stressful time for you and your whole family. Um, And uh, hospital visits are extremely limited at the moment because of COVID-19. So they've created a virtual reality tour of the hospital that includes um, the opportunity to interact with your doctor, but also with other mothers um, who have been through this before. And so uh, it it enables them to limit um, external visits to the hospital while still meeting the needs of premature, uh, of the mums and dads of premature babies. And again, you know, this... This is a way of reducing the footfall in overcrowded hospitals for all time. So whether it's the flu or whether it's COVID-19 that's spreading around the place, it's a good thing uh, to do. So we've been able to provide a small grant uh, to get that up and running. It's fascinating to see. Different, you know, so we're working with fishermen and fisherwomen on the islands, premature mums and dads around the National Maternity Hospital in Dublin, young people and we also have a, 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 an amazing, uh, perhaps more disruptive innovation called Eyes Online that's been created by the National Council for the Blind. Um, and um, when I met Chris, the CEO there, he joked with me and said, I bet you don't know that we're the only charity in Ireland with TO. And I thought, you know, you just might be. Um, and they have created a smart hub. Um, and this project is called Eyes Online and essentially um, one of the things he pointed out to me is that if you're visually impaired um, the whole idea of social and physical distancing is extremely difficult to handle because if you're walking down pavement to get your pint of milk you can't socially distance if you don't actually know where people are around you so it creates an awful lot of anxiety um, you're relying on other people to, to move around you because you can't really move around them. And so the challenges for the visually impaired community have been really massive during COVID-19. And so this has they've created an app which links with um, Google Home or Amazon Alexa, where you can access all the services that you used to get face-to-face from National Council of the Blind. So it's a hub for the services that you might be using from them, but also for anything else that you want to use it for. So it's enabling people to keep in touch with family, it's enabling people to access services, to get information, whatever it is, but all through an NCBI-created app uh, that just brings everything together. So again, a very simple, uh, you know, Alexa and uh, Google Home are cheap, they're affordable for people, and we've provided a grant of about €200,000 to take the app to the next stage. But they've been able to test it during the COVID-19 period, and they've had phenomenal feedback. So, so they're very confident that this is the time to make the next level, stabilise the app, and, and uh, make it available to everybody. 
Yeah, one last area that is interesting to look at is kind of related to a problem where people are have been laid off, have been let go from their job and have been put into this sort of limbo state by lockdown where it's quite hard to actually go find a job because people aren't sure, you know, is there going to be a business still there in a few months? Are there going to be physical offices? You know, what sort of skill sets are going to be needed? Um, so there is a, an element of there's a few reskilling projects up there as well. Um, that's right. Um, and actually, one of the really interesting um, uh, projects we have is actually in relation to it's called Care After Prison. Um, so working with prisoners who are due for release, um, but employing prisoners, um, both pre-release and post-release, to mentor other pr- prisoners to prepare for release. So it's providing employment to, uh, 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 to ex-prisoners uh, to basically share their experiences of leaving prison and what worked and what didn't work in order to supporting people to reintegrate into society but also uh, into home, into society, and also seeking work, um, and providing employment while also sharing the best of those experiences. And uh, that was previously a face-to-face mentoring service, which is now gone online. And one of the things I like about this is, you know, this is not disruptive technology, but it is disruptive impact. And actually, that's what matters. Um, so making sure that these, you know, like, Having some mentoring before you leave prison and get back out into the world, especially the world of COVID-19, is such a huge success factor in making it work. And not disrupting that by the fact that face-to-face mentoring couldn't happen. It's not rocket science, but it's incredibly powerful uh, for the prisoners who are continuing to get the benefit of that. So one of the things I love about this, you know, we think about this, if you like, as a portfolio and investments also, is like, have some here where the technology is very basic just taking a face-to-face service online like care after prison and we have some that are much more disruptive like the chatbots with spunlight.ie but for all of them what we're doing is creating exponential impact at a time when impact is actually massively under threat and that's really what i love about uh, the innovation that we're seeing and that was Niall Kitson chatting with Deirdre Mortel, CEO of Rethink Ireland. That's it for our show this week. Do remember you can get the lowdown on all things tech in Ireland with hourly updates and daily newsletters and more, of course, at our website, techcentral.ie. And of course, listen to us each week online or Fridays on DAB Digital Radio with RTE Radio and Extra. Until next week, from myself, Dusty Rhodes, and from Niall, thanks so much for listening and have a great weekend. Get Tech Radio. Subscribe for free with iTunes or download on demand at techcentral.ie. Tech Radio is produced by digitalaudioproductions.com. Tech Central.